No, I'm not Santa Claus, it's Jeff Leach back with another episode of Savage Snowflake Podcast. How on earth are you, dear listener or dear viewer, if you're checking this out on youtube.com slash TV, uh, Remember, you can find all the audio links, all the video links over at Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Jeff Leach. Um, and you can also support this podcast, patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. Thank you very much, of course, to all the patrons we got so far. The numbers have started to grow. Thank you very much for stepping up to the plate, you absolute fucking legends. And big shout out, of course, to the one, the only, main man, savage, Dan Lloyd, donating $50 a month to this podcast. What an absolute legend. I appreciate you, brother. Um, Big shout out as well to our sponsors, cbdeeper.com. If you, like me, are a fan of uh, vaping, maybe you like to smoke a little bit of THC, maybe you like to smoke some CBD, well, these guys don't do any THC products, but they do give you the finest CBD products, all made from 100% natural Hearth, uh, hearth, uh, homegrown, earth-grown, sun-grown hemp plants uh, out in Oregon. Um, also, the uh, the thing that we've we've been sort of pointing out is that these guys, unlike mo- a lot of other companies, actually do extensive lab testing on all of their different cartridges, all of their different products, to make sure that there are no harmful elements. So you can guarantee there are no vitamin E residues, there are no heavy metals, there are no pesticides. Every single one of these cartridges comes fully organic fully healthy and fully great for your body to feel delicious and nice when you have a little puff 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 pass um it comes in a number of different flavors as well we've got tangio g fruity pebbles sour diesel blue lemon uh sorry blue dream and lemon berry and as if that wasn't good enough their prices they got a sale on right now so the half grams are going for 15.99 the full grams are going for 25.99 their content is 50% CBD, which is three times the uh, normal market amount. And on top of that, if you use code SAVAGE at cbdeeper.com, that's C-B-D-E-E-P-E-R.com, you will get an extra 10% off every single one of your orders. So check them out, cbdeeper.com. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. And now, my beautiful, handsome guest. I'm glad we dressed exactly the same. That would be awkward we've if done we this, did We've them. done this twice now. We have, yeah. It's, we got the uh, British actor outfit. That's, that's, what what it is. Is. that's what it is. Uh, is uh, a very talented actor. In fact, as of today, ladies and gentlemen, he is a BAFTA-nominated actor so as nice well. Congratulations, bro. Thank it, you very much. It's Mr. Barry Sloan. How Hello. are you, dude? Hello, mate. Um, now, we know each other because we've just... I've been fortunate enough, actually, just to start uh, the tentative first steps of working with you on a project called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes. Probably one of the biggest game franchise, video game franchises in the world and throughout history. It's not video small, gaming. It's sure. definitely not small. No. And you play uh, Captain Price. Yes. Who is... I've just, I mean, I've just put this up on Twitter, but he really is the glue of not only the the group, this task force, yeah. task force one for one, who exists within the game and mm-hmm. the, the game's universe, but also um, having now played the full campaign and played the entire game, he's really the glue of the story there. He seems to be driving that story forward. You are very much the daddy of the of the yeah. group and of the characters, and and, uh, and 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 it was a wonderful fucking performance. Let Thank me start you very by much. saying that, man. Thank you. Well, it was you know when that role came about I mean it's obviously stepping into the shoes of well taking on nostalgia for one yeah is always that's your first battle well we should say that Call of Duty Modern Warfare actually existed as a prior franchise yeah 2007 I think and I actually played the first one like as I'm sure you did yourself yeah and so I played and I I remember a level called Old Gillied Up which was you played as Captain Price right kind of through Pripyat because I've always been kind of mildly obsessed with 
abandoned spaces as well. So okay. it always like stuck in my brain. This mission crawling around uh, Pripyat and kind of um, this was before Chernobyl as well. So right. it was like I was into Chernobyl before it was Chernobyl. You were into Chernobyl before it was cool to be into Chernobyl. That's true. But not in Chernobyl. <laughs> just into Chernobyl, not in Chernobyl. Technically, you put Chernobyl on the map. It wasn't even the explosion. It's true. It I was... mean, just, you know, my psyche did yeah. its own thing. Um, however, I digress. Um, and so when this came about, I was like, oh, God, you know, full circle to kind of play that game, to be a part of it. And I knew it was going to be uh, dividing for loyal fans of the game. Oh, mate, I've had a little bit of it. Yeah, because sure. Craig, Craig Fairbrass played Ghost in the previous incarnation. You don't want him to mind you. You're a big fella. Is he a big lad? Is he? I think he's. Yeah, he's he not looks, as tall as you, but I he's, he's definitely he's, wider. He's solid. Yeah, he's, he's as solid. wide as both of us probably put he's together. Solid. I could outrun him though. Maybe he definitely outrun him. There you go. Just move quick, and he's he's in his late fifties. He's right? also um uh it's 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 I understand what you're saying because it, when you when you have to step into the shoes and you you're, you're really you're really not uh they're not recreating the game they are do, it is a new a completely yeah. new uh, approach to the story yeah. uh whilst there's a lot of returning characters yeah. and some similar storylines you know they really are doing it as a fresh piece but you yeah. do have the responsibility to the prior actor to of go course. I want to make sure and to the fans I want to make was, sure that people enjoy this but it was the first time that somebody had actually like moved the body like you know Billy Murray, who voiced Captain Price originally, you know, we grew up with him as Don Leach in the in the Bill. Oh, fuck. not you know wow, what I mean? Ken so, like, that. yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he was a baddie in EastEnders as well. He's a lot of good baddies, and so um, he voiced Captain Price really interestingly, and it was certainly something that I listened to when I wanted to do this because I had right. to, I had to start from the from the boots up, and you know, the voice were kind of the, the voice was something. I like that I how even to. your verbiage now is very much militaristic, you know. Always, I had to start from the boots up. You know, I so. think that's just you know something you know you learn by saying things that working with military guys and you say a certain thing and they go no it's very actory don't say that <laughs> <laughs> so you start editing it and kind of yeah, oh yeah. it sounds like he's been in the military yeah 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 in fact, exactly, I've done yeah. a combined amount of about five and a half weeks training there you go there you go <laughs> hey that's more training than a lot of actors go that's, that's true I mean I've had my ass kicked in, in bad ways but you said you were stepping into that role so yeah. obviously you listened to the voice but you you were f- physically taking yeah and also I mean well. you've met Taylor who's who's our, our fearless director um, on this and he really want like gave freedom and was like look we want you to do what you do. We don't want you to do an impersonation, otherwise we would have just really gone for a guy who looked exactly like the model that we, the character model we had. We would have gone for a voice actor who sounded exactly like Bill Murray. We want you to to take this and do something new with it, and also update it for for now. You know, it's been over ten years since sure. it's been yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and so what's the modern day version of this guy? Right. Um, and how do we? You know, in in the first game, he was very much monologue based, so he was like, "I will talk for sixteen minutes." about military jargon yeah, and yeah, this yeah. and like if I'd have done that with this guy I'd be like this just doesn't ring true like he's, he's stood there I can see his entire movements in picked seconds. circus what's he doing yeah. and so they wrote him differently and therefore it required a different kind of performance and that's kind of what I went for I think um I think, uh, you know, whenever it comes to video games that are being redone or franchises that are being updated, being um, respectful of the fan base that are there and respectful of the elements that did work mm-hmm. is very important. But you, you know, you also have, like you say, you're, you're an actor. You, you're not going to just recreate a role. You're not going to just do a carbon copy. You have yeah. to make it, you have to make your own. What was the process of coming up with a voice? Because your, your voice is very different to what yeah. your natural speaking voice is very different to 
prices for it. Well, I, I did. I did listen to a lot of of what of what Billy Murray was doing, and, and there was there was a deep richness to it that I that I wanted to make sure I, I got around. Um, I'm also very also aware. Twenty five cigars a day. Well, that that right? was a key as well. Like I wanted that in his voice. I wanted it gravelly. I wanted it somewhat guttural and and bassy. Yeah, when we did um, our little scene together recently, which yeah, we can't talk about. We can't talk about. Um, but you, uh, it was quite funny watching you just go. You started out like, all yeah. right, fucking, let me just like, let me just, <laughs> exactly. put, let me just put my voice in there. There we go. We're going to win the league, lad. Like. Yeah. Exactly. And then you got it all oh, the way. Oh, there's, 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 there's John. There he is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sits in somewhere. I but, fucking loved it. it but beautiful. you know this guy. I mean, you know, voice voice work is, you know, it requires a different uh, technique than than screen acting. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And, and it's... It, it's, it's but those a, lines it's are blurring joy. more now. I feel like. Oh yeah, I mean that. That's why it's a joy. That, that's why this whole performance was great because I, I had to do both. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's allowing actors to do to do something different. And that's why that you know the BAFTA nomination was was incredibly. I'm incredibly proud of it because you know you'll know as well as I do the acting the actual acting that is required from these jobs because you're in a studio in Woodland Hills with with boxes on the floor with little pieces of tape dictating where a building is or a car mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know it's literally it's oh f- imagine there's 12 dead bodies yeah. over there and there's a burning building yeah. right here and that's going to fall off yeah it's, you're it fully dependent like on your imagination stuff now Completely. actually like the, how the marvel and the dc when you see the pre cgi mm-hmm. scenes there what is, they're working with. Yeah, it's fucking insane. How yeah, much you, you it, gives, to... it gives you a, a, a huge level of, of respect for, for for actors who are working in that medium. And, and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it was my first foray into it, both both voice work and uh, performance capture. You know, I, I'd done... I'd done, you know, TV, film, theatre. Um... Well, I was looking at your very impressive IMDb. In fact, I got it over here, and I know oh, that first you. of all, first of all, you have. Uh, I did. I did a little, a little stint on Hollyoaks. Just an episode. Did you? Just an episode. There you go. I was, I was Simon, the photographer at the Does local that... paper. Of course you. Um, did, you, did your shirt stay on, or did they make you take it, it off? Did, yeah, it, it did. It did stay on. on. They, they were That's like, rare. Apparently they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I didn't have the body to take no my pants shirt off. No underwear. Weirdly, yeah. It was actually. It was just your choice. I don't even know if I was in Hollyoaks. It was just a director in a room. Was, this is a dream, wasn't it? Was I assaulted? I don't know. Um, but it was the, been, probably the 2000s. I like I liked going through it because I like that you, first of all, it made me feel very reminiscent of home because I yes. like going, right, there we go, Brookside, yes. we've got Hollyoaks, we've yeah. got Casualty, yeah. we've got The Bill, we've yeah. got Doctors, we've yeah. got Holby City. You literally did every hit show Absolutely. that ever existed in the UK. I was a hit, you know, it was, it was a hit job. I mean, for me, it was like I came from a, a, a very working class um, family in Liverpool um, there wasn't Where about like, you grow up? Moss site? Uh, Garston. 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 So it's, you know, basically it was a case of it wasn't... Oh, Wait, is Moss site in Manchester? It is, yeah. It's I'm a, bit, a fucking it's idiot. It's a bit far oh, from me. Sorry, but, mate, I, but I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. I was just going to go along. Nah, nah, nah. No, you should have called but, me on you that. You know, it takes a big listen, man to admit that. So well done. geographically inaccurate cunt. It's true. It's yeah. fucking. It's like Manchester. it's right next to London. It's like just to the right of it, Liverpool. For anyone who's you know, like, I'm a self-sovereign. <laughs> anything up north, exactly. doesn't matter. You're like, look, it's cold. Who knows? It's cold there, and it's, there's loads of chippies. Yeah, um, and apart from that, um, but you know, so it wasn't really a case of here's a big chunk of money, go to drama school, and and you know, pick whatever jobs you would like to do, darling. It was a case of I had to fucking work. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like I didn't get to go. Oh, I want to be in this. I want to be in that. Like I. But the key for me and this key for any actor getting into it is to just always be fucking good. Yeah. Be good in whatever you... The show you're doing doesn't have to be good or great, but you've got to be fucking good Absolutely, or great yeah. in it. And you've got to you've got to surpass whatever it is you're doing every time. And so no matter what I was in, if it was a guest spot in the bill, if it was, uh, you know, a, a serial killer in Hollyoaks that I paid for 
I was in it for like eight months, less than a year. Yeah. The character still talked about now, so that's that's quite interesting. Um, but I just just be fucking good, like make sure and, and enjoy it and find the best way to play it. And so I'm very proud of everything I've done across the board. And you know, people, you know, take jobs like work. Don't be like you have a million actors who are like, oh, I'm not, I don't, I don't do, I don't do soap operas, and they've never fucking worked. I'm yeah. like, well, what, what do you do? Yeah, I think you know what I mean. Like, there's, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for you know, like like you say, developing your craft, and and I think getting on in, on any set, whether it's you know uh, whatever it happens to be in yeah. whatever form, is important. Yeah, uh, I also do like. I mean, you make me feel a bit bad now because I was I, I had I got offered a job a year and a half ago that was like a five year contract. Yeah. And, I, and I talk about it quite a lot because I think there's a little part of me that uh, regrets not taking the role, okay. um, but I didn't because Is it, it porn. Was, no, it was it was Nickelodeon. So okay. it's the same thing, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it was a children's sitcom okay, on no, Nickelodeon. Right, yeah, okay. But it was um, to play like, the dad in it. Yeah. And the role was, would have been great. It's just that the contract was so... There's also so business elements. So long that you were... It was not just the five years. It was like they said, anything you write, we get first refused to produce. Okay. Any stand-up you do, we have to okay the material. That you can't be on any other children's network, including yeah. Disney, including... So that means no Marvel. It means no Star no. Wars. It means no, no, no. It's, uh, it, okay. it was more a business thing. But I, 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 I get what you're saying. Like I think... You know, there is a part of me that wishes I'd taken the job just so I could be like, I've now been on a multicam show yeah. in the US. Yeah. Which, you know, but then also, who yeah. knows? If I'd taken that, maybe I wouldn't be in this. But that, but, the, but the key is as well, you know, if you feel you're in a position where, you know, you don't have to do it, yeah, then then do it. You know what I mean? Not to sure, contradict sure, what sure. I was saying, but it was a case of me. It was like, if I... If I if I wanted to live, like I wasn't, I didn't give myself a backup plan. I was like, yeah, there's yeah. no other fucking option. Was acting always the passion in, since you I were was, a kid? I, I was a musician before I was an actor, so I went to music college right out of school. What kind of music did you play? I was rock. in, a, pu- I was in a, a punk rock band, yeah. Yeah, of course you were. Yeah. And what did you play? Bass guitar. Bass guitar. Well, at all. You, you you'd be the, the bass player as well, the you know what I mean? to die. No, I was a drummer. Oh, I used yeah, to drummer. play drums. Oh, nice one. But man. I wanted to be a singer. Of course we did. Yeah. I, was I, was lead too... singer. I was lead singer, bass player. Okay, there you go. So yeah. I balanced both that. Oh, so you wouldn't have died then. It would have been the drummer who died in your <laughs> Died first and then moved through. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, but that, that's kind of where, my, where it, if you see on the on the end. Well, hang on, you're skimming, job, skimming ahead a little bit. You went to music college. You yeah. studied, studied music. Studied music loosely. You know, we had, the best thing about that was, you know, there used to be an improvisation class, which was a two-hour class, but we had an hour off before, so we'd basically just go to the pub. Right, and have a good few drinks, and then go to and be super, super loose, and super like, loose, man. man. It's jazz, it's whatever it. you want. You know what I mean? It's all just flowing out of exactly. Me. Just, yeah, it was, it was it was coming out of my pores for yeah. sure. That's but, that's um, college life, though, isn't it? That's exactly. Being a student, so it's a good. So I enjoyed that, and you know, there was across from our college was here, and across the room was it was the acting college, Green yeah, college, and so we always thought we were way cooler than the actors. Obviously, we're like yeah, musicians, man. Actors. Just fucking look at those guys. Their doing jeans their are fucking, nearly skinny. Look at enough. him in his tights. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of when I then w- was was in a rehearsal room in uh, in Liverpool, and and they were there was a special the casting director going through basically was walking in going, um, we're doing this commercial for um, for Fanta. You know what I mean? We're looking for local musicians. Anybody want to be in it? And we were like, no fucking way, no thanks. We were like, fucking, I love we're Fanta, fucking musicians, no? and they were like you know, there's a bit of money in it, like, if it goes. Yeah. And so we all kind of stuck us in a van and we all went down to So London all your morals and ethics went out the window and everyone yeah, was but like, I, no, 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 I love Fanta. Yeah, I'm well into it. But we didn't get, didn't get none of that, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't get it, but our drummer, he got it, he booked the gig. And yeah. I was like, fuck. So that, that kind of was like, I don't know, if, I just am very competitive and I was like, well, I will fucking book one going forward. Yeah. And so then uh, they there was a, a Beatles movie that was shooting in Liverpool 
and I'd been on a lad's holiday to Benidorm. I'm going to turn you up slightly. You've got such a lovely, lovely... Lovely, rich, delicate tone. Lovely, rich, delicate tone. And um, so, yes, we'd been to Benidorm, and uh, it had been a, a, week, a long week, a heavy week, a yeah. tiring week, Jeff, if, if you will. I, I mean, you were my, in Benidorm. I was in my for, late for teens, American early 20s. and listeners, we should point out, spring Benidorm, break. Benidorm is literally spring break. Yeah, it's like going down to Mexico for a crazy weekend to yes. get a little fucked up and do tequila shots. Absolutely. And so I basically got come from the airport, and my, my parents picked me up and were like, there's an audition for a, uh, a Beatles movie. In town now, the guitar's in the back of the car. You're going to go in for John Lennon. You're going to go in and sing. And I was like, no, fuck it. I'm not doing that. I am in a bad way. And so we went. <laughs> and yeah. um, I got out the car. I was in a long line. It was an open audition. And I got in there and I sang Twist and Shout and fucking gave him it. Blah, 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 blah. And um, I didn't get John Lennon, but I, I did get in the movie and I, I got to play Ivan Vaughn. Who's who Ivan Vaughn? Ivan Vaughn is the man, pivotal role. He's the guy who introduced John Lennon to Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, don't get too excited. I had like six lines. It doesn't matter. But here's my lines. Here's I my, just, just here's my lines from the first movie. So, it was a right, big, big thing. And it was, um, <clears throat> John. Yes. This is Paul. Paul McCartney. Paul plays guitar too. He's really good. And then I would sit down and then they would play guitar together. Hey, I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah, he was actually, he was, was a bit it, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Amazing. And it was, it was that. Well, thanks so to your mum and dad. So your mum and dad are responsible for you having an acting for that For that first break, yeah. For, get, for getting me, you know, for getting me to that audition, yes. And did that give you a little bug? Or was it, again, just a case of it was like, a case of, hey, if like, I can do I was, this and make some money, why not? I was I always do? doing like little like plays and like school plays, like Theatre Cluid came in when I was doing school plays and stuff were interested in me going, but it was always, it was always this or this. <laughs> so it's like I was doing no, some kind of mean, jazz yeah. dancing. I'm that's a, not. That's I'm not. I'm a musician true. or am yeah. I an actor? What and am I so, do? so the, the fact that they both came together at the same point was interesting. And the band I was in when um, I got Brookside was one of the other early jobs as well. Which is if basically if you're a scouse actor and you don't work on that show, you got to quit. Yeah. That and Blood Brothers, which I've done yeah, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the band I was in, we had a, a a meeting for a record company, like in this weird uh, barn down south. Does it's it? very exciting for us to get in a van and go all the way down south, yeah. which in American terms is like going, I don't know, upstate for about two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a whole new land. <laughs> it's a whole new land in England. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. How many, numerous amounts of service stations. France, you are. Yeah. I mean, we were on the boat. And um, and so I remember going for this, this meeting for this record company and then booking, booking Brookside and me having to go into the band and say, look, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. He was like, yeah, you, the lead singer would be like, you can't leave the band. You know, we're going to be... I was like, I feel like it's the right choice. And, you know, it worked out because I'm here now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's quite... I, I mean, there's a, there's a part of you that reminisces about the music, though, in a way that I don't think it'll be that long until we see you in a movie portraying a musician. I'd love it. I'd, lo I'd love to do that. It's part of me. I mean, I still play now. Yeah. Um, if that if that lined up... You still play bass or you play guitar? Or? Guitar, bass, guitar. I've got an acoustic bass, so I'll play at home and I'll play yeah. guitar whenever I can. Yeah, I, mean, I, I still love it. It's still a huge part of of my artistic expression. Yeah. I think um, if you're a multi-talented performer, if you're multifaceted yeah. in the things that you can do, the ideal job is at some point for all those things to kind of culminate in one role, yes. one job, and you go, great, I get to be... I get to do that. And, and I, get, I guess sometimes... You know, who would a lot you like of, to play? That's who, Which Ooh, musician I'm, would you I'm, like I'm running out of time and it's very predictable, but I did name my son Lennon. And so, you know, yeah, I would John love Lennon. to have played John Lennon in his last few days or in that last year of his life and I could play Yoko Ono that would be fucking brilliant yeah I mean you'd be a big Yoko yeah 
But maybe we flip it. Maybe like a, like a really kind of artistic. Yeah. Like she, because that's how big she was too. It'd be like he, well, he, he looked up to her. He was on a lot of LSD at that did. point, so he thought she was a fucking. You just need a hairpiece. You do. I've seen your Shakespearean stuff. You just wear the same hairpiece, mate. I went to one of her. She had a she had an art art exhibition in New York at the Museum of Modern Art. I guess the yeah. MoMA is that is it MoMA in New York? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's called MoMA in New York. Anyway, okay. but it was a Museum of Modern Art, and she it was on the top floor, and she had the Yoko owner thing. And one of them, one of her pieces was an just an apple, just a normal apple on a pedestal, and it had a plaque and just said apple, and it made me so angry. <laughs> and then I walked into the next room, and there was someone in a fucking bedsheet. You know, like if you've ever got caught in a just caught up in your bed. a bedsheet, she turned out into a bit of fucking art, and I was like, ah, oh, she's a cunt, isn't she? What a terrible terrible <laughs> human being I think, and we've all encouraged it yeah but no, the, thing is, the thing is I think it was Mac- actually McCartney himself did, did an art exhibition and he said like you know as long as you can stand there in front of it and you can give it a story I think it's alright yeah you know what I mean maybe it's she's like, just a great saleswoman yeah no you see it as a, as a sheet yeah you know what I mean but it's I not I saw it as an intern it's inside life, a it's sheet it's life struggle it's the ether of life wrapping itself around your very I being I mean the person in the sheet was struggling to understand what the fuck they were doing well, with he was on lives. $4 an hour Jeff yeah yeah it's just you know what's it's probably a little, little this isn't why I went to drama kids. school she shipped in a little kid probably fucking there you go this is better was than it ma- a big blanket smacks it, it with a fucking bamboo this is better than making Nikes can you legally say that that she said that I'm just calling what that she said what that she whacked him with a stick Oh, I mean, it's alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm pretty certain that Yoko Ono doesn't, doesn't listen do to my podcast. Well, she's not, and if she did... She's I not pledging, think, and that's and if she is, she should be. Babe, Yoko, if you're watching, I'm only fucking around. I mean, art's subjective. Feel free to sue me, because I got nothing. You can have half of my You can have half of my debts if you want. It's all good. I'll, I'll get in a fucking sheet for Yoko, an hour. Yoko, do pledge. Yeah, put in. Pl- oh yeah, put in. If you're gonna, if you're gonna watch, love. If you're gonna watch, yeah, do, make sure do, do us a favor. First of all, go find me at Jeff Leach. Make yes. sure you find at Barry Sloan or at Barry Any Paul Sloan on Instagram. Yep. Follow us, you yes. know, and then go to Patreon.com/slash Savage Snowflake and show a little love over there. Five dollars a month, Yoko. Come on, Yoko. I've seen the fucking apple. You, you, I mean, come on. It's one less apple. It's not like you're spending anything on your fucking <laughs> art, is it? Really? Residual check will come again next month. It'll be fine. You know what? What about um, oh, what's his chops? Uh, Jim Carrey. He started. He's become an artist now. He's an yeah, he's a, a political I, I, satirist. I, I love Jim's uh, transformation or transcendence or trans. You know, mutants. He's trans now. Yes. Well, he's trans something. Um, and also no, he's, with, de- he's also definitely with, he's, he's, also he's Russell, metamorphosized you know, yeah, him, from himself and Russell though. Brand as well. And you know, like I, I'm right. We can debate that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You, you may you may know him or have or have opinions, but I just I like. Oh, I got opinions, Barry. I'm sure. I like what where they're going and what they're talking about. Jim Carrey, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Jim Carrey is, uh, uh, but he's also afforded the ability to discuss the thin veil of bullshit that is Hollywood, that is governance, yes. that is the world. Because he can do that because he doesn't have to struggle That's true. to exist That's should true. anyone dislike his but, ideas but, and his but, ideologies. But, but here's, and here's, you know, without getting too deep, but society is set up in such a way that not a lot of people are afforded the opportunity to get past the, the, the survival instinct to look. And and that is the bigger issue. Oh, I also know? like his, his just his ideology that, look, at the at the I'm base telling, level of I'm it, telling we you, are when, all when you incredibly get, unimportant. Yeah, but he's like, I'm telling you, when you get to what you think the pinnacle is, it's nothing. Well, you realize, yeah, there's no, there's and no any level of fame. Will but tell he's you also that. saying, any level like, of money. You've got to enjoy, just enjoy the process and the journey because we really do not 
make any kind of mark on the cosmos or the or the infinite no. power of the universe. And we are just that we are a minuscule droplet yeah, but of that, nothingness but that, within but that. that. But, but, then, but then without, you know, getting too metaphysical, but then just the fact that you're able to have the thought that you're this is fucking brilliant isn't it oh yeah absolutely well i think that's what enlightenment is i i have gone on my own little personal journey and I, whilst i'm not uh i'm not a buddhist no. i haven't i haven't stu- i have certainly haven't read or studied mm-hmm. a huge amount about enlightenment or that process yeah. but i am pretty certain at this point of a couple of things one of uh, what time travel the concept of time travel is i don't think it's a physicality of getting inside a time machine and being able to yeah. transport yourself as your present self to another period of time mm-hmm. i think time travel is reaching a state of enlightenment where you are able to traverse the entirety of existence from the beginning to the end of it, from when it, uh, energy was first created to when it completely dwindles yep. and dies out at, w- along the various timelines where your energy has existed. So okay. when I have dreams that are so visceral and so real and I wake up going, that was a memory. I had one the other night and it was certainly... You're it like, was, this is real. Oh, it was this World is... War One. It was World War One. I was in a World War One. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot i know i've been playing call of duty modern yeah. warfare a lot <laughs> and i know that i'm a theatrical chap and i know yeah, that, so it's, it's that creative i have a mind. complex yeah but i felt so intrinsically that the memory i had it wasn't like i was being a hero and all that mm-hmm. i was in a situation and it was terrifying and i was doing my best to survive in it okay. and i came out then i went i think that was me just reliving a previous life i think yeah. i was having a memory and i think that's what time travel is being able to traverse all those i like that idea I have like you seen idea. interstellar yes yeah, so you, I, I, you know when you go inside the tre- Tesseract yeah. and that concept. Also, ketamine. I used to do, back in my days when I was a, you know, a naughty boy and used mm-hmm. to take a lot of substances I shouldn't have done, ketamine was a big part of my life for a few years. And I went into one K-hole where I am pretty certain what that drug... And there's an MIT study that professors have done and it's an incredible read. And it basically backed up my theory that I'd had prizes because I Googled, is ketamine linked to time linked travel? To- That's all I said. Okay. Because it's slow, because it's a slowing of. It's not of just reality. that. What what happened is that the scene from Interstellar, where everything he seems to be like going vumf, vumf, within in, himself in, and, in. and looping inside himself in an endless cycle, where everything is around one single okay. non-existent in existence point of energy, okay. which is a terrifying thing. You yeah. feel like you're being ripped apart a million times and recreated and ripped apart. Uh-huh. That is what happened to me. Okay, and I was pretty certain that it could be time, some kind of time travel. And I looked up, and there's an MIT study where they've. Uh, the the so theory kind of is, is that it's correct that that effectively taking a large dosage of ketamine, which is a disassociative drug that removes your mental from your physical okay. state, that if you take enough of it, I believe what it does is pushes you to a place that place of enlightenment where you can time travel, but you don't have any of the abilities or skills or learning or teaching because you're in a comatose. because because you've fucking given yourself a shot a big to shot get there rather than doing the work to get there yes uh, and that's that, that's the you know I, I use meditation for that and kind of I'm, I'm getting getting better and better and better the more often I do it do you meditate every day yes yeah what I can 20 minutes you know and, and I've been that's doing a lot of mornings breath. right get up in the morning mornings do I'll do if I can I wake up I try and wake up as early as possible but I've been doing a lot of breath work as well and the breath work has been blowing my fucking mind really that shift of energy from 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 the base right up in, through the brain a lot of using that the the same energy like sexual energy you can use. You can also use residual fucking pain and anguish from from. That's rep- my balls are very repressed shit and angry. repressed shit coming from that area. That's not exactly yeah. what I mean, but yeah, you fuck you 
you pull that up and with the breath and it's it's really quite powerful stuff you're not the first person to extol the virtues of meditation on me and, I, and it's and my girlfriend meditates and i i really do i got a book in there about and transcendental it, and it, meditation it's, it's you know it's I gotta like start learning. It, it's listen it, like a lot of people get put off because it's like oh i can hear myself talking again but the very fact that you're aware that you're thinking is the fact that you should be meditating because you're the observer of yourself having these crazy things just let them go I'm how does a working class lad from liverpool who, you know, was a punk rock star, yes. you know, I, I imagine enjoying a, a life of excess and partying and all that. Correct. Go from that to being an actor in Hollywood, you know, doing breath work and meditation every morning. Because I've allowed the path of my life to open before me without trying to micromanage my existence, quite honestly. I have al- the art of allowing. I have allowed things to just happen. I don't oftentimes have a great plan, but I, I, I know that I'm the next job is here. The next step of my path is here. And I, and I, I tried to, I tried to just listen to, you know, I, I was going to study myself. So I get into an age where I start to go, okay, these, these patterns repeat, don't they? I do this thing and then, and I do this thing, and then, and then I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and eventually you kind of just get bored. I think a little bit of of yourself. Absolutely, that's. I mean, that's and what yeah, I'm with me with my you know the, the stuff, old you know? yeah, exactly same as same as me, and that's why I, you know that's why I'm dry and kind of and you just got, I, I'm bored of that. But you didn't have an issue. You were you weren't like a, an alcoholic. No, 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 not at all. But but I just I would just think, I just thought I don't need to. I don't want that to be how I relax. It's a numbing effect, anymore. isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to relax with a. I don't want to use beer to relax. I, I mean, mentioned it only because you talk when you talk about uh, allowing life to happen and not and and giving over that power mm-hmm. and saying like I'm not going to dictate this. I just need to enjoy, just trust that the next thing will come along and that yeah. I, you know, and removing that desperation to control every facet of your life uh-huh. is very much the mindset of a recovering alcoholic as well. Right, that's, okay. that's, that's really the tenets of, of AA is, okay. uh, you know, this too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, understand the things I can control, um, uh, have the, have the, you know, the, the serenity to accept the things I can't control. Yep. And, uh, I, I've, on a personal level, because it's only been like a year of me not drinking. Fantastic! But Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I, I, I have no, and now I'm at a point where I don't, I don't really go to meetings. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I. But it's not like, oh god, I want to, you know. I just, oh no, I love drink and I yeah. love alcohol, and I think about alcohol sometimes in a yeah. bar or when my mates are having, yeah, having a, a nice little dinner. My girlfriend because yeah, it's conditioning. It's there, and it's well, also something really lovely about having a couple of glasses of red with a few mates yeah. until you're all just a little Agreed. boozy. Put a little bit of soul music on, have a little dance around, chat Agreed. and laugh and. There's something nice about it, or having a couple of whiskeys with a mate and a cigar, yeah. celebrating their BAFTA nomination. Yeah, exactly, you know, like yeah. things like that yeah. feels good. Yeah, but I I find it so easy now to go the small benefits or perks that I get out of that experience don't even remotely uh, uh, you know uh, compare to the infinite pros of not drinking. Yeah, exactly. How great I feel all the time. Yeah, how much fresh of mind, of body, my of... depression being yeah, exactly alleviated in a huge more way. manageable like. Everything, yeah. Um, but and I also, found my hangover is a better worse. actor. It's yeah. making me a better actor Agreed. to accept that because I have no desperation now. I'm happy to just go look, just be good and be nice and do good work, like you said. But but like things but, come. But, but but being like doing the meditation and being working on being present, I found made me an inc- a much better actor because I could just chill the fuck out and be present in the scene yeah. rather than thinking about what how I was going to deliver the next line or. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, do they do they like me? Am I going to get another job yeah, after and, this? Blah, and blah, blah, the blah, more you know? the more of you you can dis- not destroy, but 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 rebuild, reform. The less you're going to get in your own way, and the more you can let your soul come through. And I think that's what people resonate with when they watch truly great acting performances. Mm-hmm. Is a gift of somebody's true pain or true life force coming through and being shown for a minute, and then you go, "Fucking hell, I felt that." Yeah, empathy. because we empathy all, is what drives a good. Yeah, and good if you're cheating, right? especially you'll know the score being an actor. You when you can see when another actor's doing something, you know, you watch some performances and you're like, "Wow, he was great," and you're like, "I don't know, I kind of, I kind of think I know how he did that." But then other act, the other performances you watch, like I watched Joker recently, and I was a bit like, "I, I'm, I, I'm really blown away by where he went with that," and I'd yeah. like to know what his mindset was. To get there, and, I mean, have you seen you know, him though in interviews and accepting awards? Yeah, he's he's, he's, a, he's a very he's perfected that character, but 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 yeah. not. But, but I think it was uh, there was a, an extra layer of vulnerability in that one that was like, hmm, okay, yeah, not not. I don't know how he did that, but like, how did what was how did he manage that on a date? Because we know what it's like on a set, like how it works in a filming schedule. Like, how does he maintain that? Energy, that fucking rage, well, internalized rage. We can talk about the actual project because I know it's uh, it's sort of NDA and all secret, but uh-huh. we can uh, mention that you've actually been sort of preparing for for something where you you're having to get into the mind of a sociopathic character. Yes. You know, and That's how do you fun. how do you draw that line between? I want to be the best actor I can be, so that means inhabiting this character in its entirety as much as I can. Yeah. But I also have got a wife, and you got kiddies as well, right? I don't want to go home and be a fucking sociopath serial killer. I want to go Absolutely. home to my wife and my Absolutely. kids, you know. Well, I, I, and I'm working on, I'm working on this and getting better and better as my, as my years go on on this earth, and as my years as a professional actor go. Like I worked with a, a wonderful actor um, called Mark Rylance when I did a, I did a play a few years back, which I'm very proud of. And what was the play? It was called Jerusalem. Okay, we did it in the West End, and then we went to Broadway with it, and it was. Kind of the golden, the gold, the Willy Wonka's golden ticket, if you will, for me. Right, yeah. Kind of shifted everything. And is that open up doors out here? Hundred percent. Well, my first professional job in in, in America was a play on Broadway. They respect so. people <laughs> tread, tread the boards out yeah. here, don't they? That yeah, really is. A- well, I just, I just think in, you know, it's a, it's something that every actor should do, and yeah. you know, because it's really the only medium that we have that we're in control of. Because you can be noted to fuck by the director, but as soon as you know it starts. It's completely in your hands and it's so malleable. Yeah. Whereas if you, you know, any other medium, like the director or the producer is God and you're at the hands of everything else, you know, but on stage, it's it's you. But but Mark said, um, you know, you should wipe your feet on the way in and wipe your feet on the way out. So the character requires nothing of you and you require nothing of it and it should exist in that moment in between was that a metaphor or was that actually a physical a physicality he was always wiping his well? feet <laughs> like, no i mean because some people go through rituals of no going, I, I okay agree. i'm gonna come in, in the morning i'm gonna spend i want 20 minutes can you just give me 20 minutes on my own in the fucking yep. dressing room so i can put myself into this place yeah and then at the end of the play i'm gonna take this amount of time yep. to come out i think and go, Who i think am it's I? incredibly necessary because I, I i think whatever however whatever it takes for you to get to that level of vulnerability I'm happy to indulge that as long as you're not being a prick to like people around you on the on the floor or on the stage or a danger to people around you on mm. the floor or on the stage. 
um, there should always be that thin veil of like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not, you know, I remember hearing, you know, Mr. Day-Lewis, when he was doing My Left Foot, had someone carry him around and take him to the bathroom and things. I often think of that poor personal assistant and think, yeah, you won the Oscar, but fucking hell, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jim, Jim Carrey, when he was playing um, That's Andy, the fascinating. Andy, uh, when, yeah, I watched that and he was playing Kaufman. Yeah. yeah, when he was playing Kaufman and he was... A real pain to everyone. Yeah, and then I heard, what else, uh, what did we hear about someone else? Was it Jared, was it Jared Leo? Was it, um, was sending like... Yeah, dead. sending dead things to his castmates and, and shit like that. And just I'm a bit. I don't know how I'd take that. I'd be like, oh, come on, mate. Well, like, how much of that is? I'm is, playing the. I'm, you know, if I was the guy playing PR. the man who was a crocodile, I'd be a bit like. How much on, of that mate. is PR and press? Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? So, did it happen or? But the the Jim Carrey documentary. I imagine. I imagine Jared Leto was on, it was under an incredible amount of pressure playing anyone playing the Joker. Yeah, it is under amount of pressure to be interesting and especially the different. way the, the way they decided to go with it, and I think he, you know. Made a great. I, I dressed up as him for a fancy dress. It was. It's a really good fancy dress outfit. Yeah. I don't know if it was one of the best. You know, it's a high bar. It was so. good. I mean, it, I thought he did a great performance. Yeah. And I was, liked what he was doing. He I liked made the his thing. own. I liked the the laugh. Yeah. He was a crack. He played as a crack addict or a you know. Yeah, like kind of, kind of kind of crazy, like yeah. unhinged drug addict kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. And then fucking fucking Phoenix Could comes along and you know blows out the wall. Well, yeah, but you know, he's we've discussed he's he's kind of a. Very interesting human being. You put a camera on that, and it's usually quite interesting. He see that's the thing. I like. I look at some of the performances, and you see the 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 actor, the actors who they're mm-hmm. associated with, or uh, uh, sorry, um, that they're they're you know uh, linked to. Yes. And you go, all right. Well, look, someone like, as far as I can tell, I, I'm always keep a, a slight nuance of cynicism about someone like Joaquin Phoenix, and I go, is he really the? Uh, um, thank you so much for the award. Well, is he the character really, of Joaquin Phoenix? Isn't he? Exactly. Or is he going out and being, look, let me play the tortured artist who's mm. always in a, another place and I'm very concerned with, you know, humans and blah, blah, mm-hmm. and the, the environment and blah. Now, I like I don't mind people giving uh, their political views yeah. or their social, you know, uh, signals as they accept This is my award. understanding of life as it is. Or- Fuck it. It's your award. You're accepting it. Use your speech however you wish. That doesn't yeah. bother me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, and this is a very British, cynical... You haven't been here long enough, have you? Well, no, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And you're actually actually right, because actually I've changed certain ways about how I approach yes. people and business in this, in this city. How people interact. Just two years into being here now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do certain things more than I used to. Yes. Other things I'm trying to do less... Like, I'm trying to keep some of that brutal, direct savagery. You know, the podcast is Savage Snowflake for a reason. I try and curb some of that and go, is it necessary to impart my thoughts on everything honestly all the time? No. Is it important that... I'm always fucking polite because I'm I'm like you. I think that also the runners and the the, the personal assistant and the fucking runner of today as well. That's the exec producer of tomorrow. And also beyond the business acumen side of it, this poor cunt is doing a job and you don't need to make their job any harder. Well, it just, just, I mean, not just on set, just in the world, just whoever you interact with. Just, but I go just above just and beyond be now. nice, man. That's a new thing. But it's not just, I think in this town to be successful, it's not just being nice. No, it's not. It's actively looking for opportunities to remind people how nice you are to work with all the well, time. Well, also, something, something about LA, which I find, I, I guess I guess the same, same for New York, the same for London, is, you know, when you first get here, you're you're the bright, shiny, new thing, and everyone's like, well, have you seen Paris Sloan? Wow, he's, you know, wow, he's this thing. And then 
And they're still saying of, it, Barry. They're still saying that in, in some circles. Uh, my house, for one. And um, and then have you seen Dan? You got, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't seen, seen him in a fucking week. Went out some for a pack of cigarettes. Where's he gone? I don't know. <laughs> and then you know you, you go through stages, and then you, nobody talks about you, and then you're oh god. Then can we get can we get someone like Barry Sloan? Then can we get like a young version of? Right. You have, you, have, have of, you had the peaks and troughs already I, in little I, moments? Look, I've I've been fortunate enough to work every year since 1999, so I don't complain. I've yeah. always had a job, but yeah, I guess you know, there's people wanting you for everything is is at different times. But then, if you if you've stopped doing the work, if you've stopped going to acting class, if you stopped like working on yourself and you know, working on your craft and you probably deserve it to an extent. So yeah. you kind of got to keep up with it shifting as well. And, you know, in the periods that I've had time off from work is when I use for self-reflection or for self-enhancement right. as much as possible. And so that when I do go back into work, I'm, I'm adding something, yeah, I'm adding something else. A little collagen in the butt cheeks. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially here. Would you get would you get a little work done as well? No, I lo- I want my face to I want my face to age like a British bulldog, yeah, my friend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like the line. I, I like I got. I like the lines. I like that I'm getting like, some great coming in. Now I don't know. Maybe ask me again in 15 years. I mean, who knows how you look? Nah, you know, if you're comfortable it does, but it with it, this stage, it's this stage. Like yeah. I think it's from in your 30s and your 40s that people get very nervous about aging. I and prefer my fo- face now men. to when I was 22. Me too. Way more. Like I look back at like there was a there's a picture of me at, like at the some some award thing in like 2001 and like I'm not liking Mr. Sloan Men, we're, we're fortunate. We get a little sexy as we get older It anyway, does help. It definitely ages. I mean, just mentally as well. But yeah, I'm all right with it. I'm, 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 I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it go. Also being in love helps, I think for, for male actors because there's a different kind of calm that comes off. This is this is why. Look, chicks, chicks are. I know we get a bad rap. You know, men are a piece of shit, and we're very sexual, and we're very. We can be sexually aggressive and all those things. And a lot of us, yeah. To be fair, there's a huge amount of that amongst amongst men, especially you know fucking actors as well who love themselves and what. But the uh, the flip side, what I've experienced is that women might not be as uh, sexually aggressive, but they will shit on another woman in a fucking heartbeat to have sex with the man that they want, if Jeez. even if it means saying something. And I've noticed that since you get when you, as soon as you get into a relationship and you seem to be happy and calm in yourself, that's when all the all the snaky women come out of the woodwork. So there's something actually really? quite. I, I attribute some of, of course, like any relationship, some of who I am to my partner yeah. because she's helped me grow well, and mature. I think there seems to be. I mean, it's it's no, it's not my position to do it as 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 a as a man, but I, but I think that is a, a movement within within the. F- the female, uh, the, the the women's movements at the moment, where I think they are starting to back each other more as opposed to not, and I think that's helping that 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 rising of mm-hmm. of that within our culture. And I I personally, I've always been a man who's been very attracted to strong women, yeah, so yeah. it it doesn't intimidate me for women to fucking grow alongside us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think, you know, we, we all know we've been very lucky with being two white men in society up to this point. Oh, yeah, I've never been followed around a rouse ever. No, exactly. So we're all right. Even if I wanted to. <laughs> if I, you know? Even if I tried. Chase me. Yeah, exactly. We, we do. I mean, that's part no, of the You're good, sir. You're good. I'm yeah. like, come on. Give me attention. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Long, really happy. Um, I mean... Captain Price has got... He's only just started his story now. Yeah. It looks like there's a, there's a huge amount more going to be happening. I know we can't talk about it, which is very frustrating. Yeah. 
because uh, I'm very excited about seeing where the story goes. Yeah. Um, I've seen a little bit, but I mean, I no, no, of course not. Of course not. I know the, the fans are going to be watching, going, come on, give us a little spoiler. We, yes. we, can't, we can't do it. Is it even being made? We, I don't know if I can we, say that. We value. We value. already sacked. I don't know. I think they've already said that there's going to be an extension to the story. There's going to be more story be more for, for, these, for these characters. I think yeah. that's, you know, in fact, at well, the, end, the, at the yeah. end of the campaign, your character literally is putting Says, together the task force. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I want to do this. Yeah, I love that scene. That was fun. That was real fun to shoot. For me. With you and the uh, the lady, who, who's the actress who plays the uh, you know the sort of the uh, Ria Kilstad, right? Yeah, I hope I've said your name uh, correctly. Yeah, Ria. she's. There's another thing as well. I mean, like you got you got a mixture of different different talent there. So you have got some some very established actors who've who've worked for many years and you know with great success. Yep. And longevity of career. Excuse me, while I burp up my Cheerios. Thank you. Um, but then also uh, <laughs> some younger some younger actors as well coming into the fray, myself yeah. included, I guess, uh, in a much smaller way. But no one on that project. You played the game, right? You played the campaign, mm-hmm. okay? Because I know a lot of actors. I'm not very good at the game, so I haven't got to the end. But I've seen all the videos on. You watched YouTube. the cinematics, okay? Yes. You watched all the cinema- cinematics. Yes. I would encourage, and this is I w- wanted to ask that because I'm a huge, as you know, I'm a gamer. Geek. Yes. Like I love playing games. Yes, and you're good at it as well. I watched you play. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, oh. I was dead a lot, so I had time to watch while I was oh. spawning into the game. No, 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 no. That's bullshit. You, we, we played. When you were talking about when we played a little. We had a little uh, play of something, of something at the um, at Infinity Ward. Yes. But I, no, when you saw me playing, I was playing on a PS4. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this uh, is your setup on here. It was dog shit. Right, I was okay. dog shit, mate. Okay. I, but I am actually pretty okay at the game. Like, oh, I'm, I'll place. I'm yeah. a mid tier. I always say I'm a mid tier gamer. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And is it so? Uh, this, this is oh god. I'm, no, I'm not even going to say it. No, 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 go more. on. Show, show. Do, do, do you? Is it? You, what do you, you play with? The, uh, you don't play with the. Uh, it's all keys. Joystick. No. So effectively, keys and mouse? Like, uh, it's a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. So you know your WASD is how you're sort of moving. You know, okay. and then all these different keys do different things. Fantastic. But I like the, the idea of that. That that kind of resonates with me a bit more. It feels like it's a infinitely more responsive on PC. See, you can do more. The precision should be easier, and also it just feels a lot faster. Plus, okay. the positioning of the of the hands. There's certain stuff that just it's just easier. Just yeah, but to, also to come out of I, here to here. If I played it on PS4 for two months, you'd get better. Yeah. I'd be infinitely better. Yeah, I love the game. I love playing it. I'm I'm not I'm not great at it, but but I'm kind of old school. And I I really enjoy the campaign aspect. I like solitary gameplay. I won. I almost. I was a huge fan of Football Manager. You. you know that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Championship Football Manager. So I'm like, back in the that's day. my like geeky like lock myself in a room on Mate, my own. Speeding up play. those games, well, you know, we could hit the fast forward button. Oh, I was too. Through. I was way geeky, so I liked to just watch it play out. Oh, really? If I was in a final, it would be a 90 minute match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Championship Manager. It's yeah. called, isn't it? I didn't wear the full suit for the for the finals, nah. but I would I would watch. You dressed I, up. I have. There has been periods in my life where I have watched the entire game play out in 90 minutes. Amazing. Tactically, with a little notepad, making my change. For half That's next level. Yeah, I once took a load of ketamine and dressed up as uh, Ezio Auditore da Firenze and played Assassin's Creed for days on end. Uh, high as fuck. And then I walked around. <laughs> I was living in Dalston at that time. Yeah, at the end it's of, a place to do it. And in the Dalston markets, uh, markets, I was walking around St Mark's Rise Road in my fucking hood. I had a jacket made. I was oh, making God. money then. I was on TV, so I was making money. So I made this yeah. full outfit, this designer. Yeah. And I was walking around going, yeah, and I was listening to Iron Kid. That Wood, no, what's it? what was the song called? Iron by Wood Kid okay. was the track for that cinematic. Um, the thing I was going to say is that there's so much nuance in the performance that actually, unless you play the full game through, you don't even get yeah. just little moments, little things that happen in with outside people. of cinematics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I want to I want to force 
almost force every single one of you from the from the core cast yeah. from the first game to play the to play the fucking campaign yeah. as well yeah, yeah. full in its entirety. Yeah. Even if you suck at it, put it on the easiest oh, setting. Oh yeah, yeah, get through it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think they did a great job, and you know the way the way they designed the narrative in this, and you know the without people who haven't played it, but like the flashback scenes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. I quite hard. I remember we were get, we got shown those maybe a year, year and a half ago at Infinity Ward. Loose, you know, they weren't obviously The, the game's out now. I don't mind spoiling. Yeah. There's a couple of, in particular scenes, um, the interrogation scene yes. for uh, Farah. Yeah. Um, and also the interrogation scene where you and the young recruit yes, and we have, take, have the guy bringing his wife and his child Yeah, I remember getting the sent the sides for that. Um, I, by the way, relate. when I played that through, I, I emptied the clip into her head. Did you? I thought that's what they wanted me to do straight off the bat. Well, that's what that, they gave the option to do any level of whatever. Yeah, but I they, just they assured, because like, I was Because I was like, what's the deal here? Because I, I didn't want it to be too... Dark. I, mean, I, that's, I mean, that's the key is you get to do whatever you want. That's, that's why I think... To a, to, to a point, if you shoot... Well, um, they cut the game out Because there's anyway, a lot of children. Right? There's children and there's yeah. ba- a, actually a baby in yeah. one scene in the game. So if you, if you, and if, if you try and happen, do anything... It, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It cut, well, it first will cuts to black before anything happens, yes. before you even get the shot off. Yeah. And then you're immediately said, if this happened, you would be court-martialed. Yeah, you are like, done. Like, yeah, it you're gives done, you the, yeah. gives you the cut back. But what I, the fuck is wrong with you? But that's yeah, why that I thing. think video games as a medium are gonna are, are rising up and will continue to get further along the line because the kind of stories you can tell within... The, in this way of storytelling it's, it's so incredibly immersive yeah. you know and, and when you start putting these when you put the virtual reality on and we can a movie within a game now yeah. and you have the movie actors come in and what you know when you can make performances as nuanced in the face as Maybe you say they, they is got like, those VR, they got those VR rooms like, these whoa, days now come on they have Just, like multiplayer um, un, now that the Oculus is not even like tethered anymore yeah. they now have uh, rooms so fact, full just, size I'm like into that. I'd like to give room. that a crack. Like, I gotta be honest. That could be a fun, uh, fun little day out because I know I want to take uh, everyone down to a gun range so we can yes. have uh, a, an official Task Force One Four One gun range day and see yeah. who really is the best. The shot. one. I, I, had, I had some time with some Navy SEALs. I'm not bad. Now tell me about that because you. This is this is not the first military role that you've no. taken on. You were in a, a TV show called Six. Yes. Where um, you train with Navy yeah. SEALs, right? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, for. for we had two different training camps. So that before season one, uh, we went to a place called Seal Fit up in Encinitas, and um, it was a it was a four day course where we basically got dropped off and put through the ringer for those entire times. So it was like a mini hell week, right? So that involved you know all the physical stuff, uh, ocean work, mountain work. Um, you know, we did we did the surf torture where you link arms and slowly be drowned by the ocean uh, taken out to the ocean at night uh, wait 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 tell me that one again sharks. you link arms and what you link you arms and you, and you walk into the ocean to waste level and you lie back and so you're not allowed to look forward so then you have to kind of guess when the tide is coming and kind of hold your breath but then you kind of get pulled with the tide up and down and, and you do it at night and we did it in February so it was pretty cold in there as well and then yeah and, and it's all perfectly did well crack we all cracked at different yeah. points like I reached the point where they we, we, we'd had minimal sleep they took us out onto the onto the onto the um, the blacktop 
woke us up at like 3 a.m. with ice cold hoses and kind of plank position, asking, you know. And uh, this was like three days in. I was like, fuck, you know, fuck, fuck, lost it. And then I had one of the guys speak to me and like, you know, this is your fucking line in the sand. You think you're you're better than this right now. And I don't know what this rage is because I was so fucking angry. I don't know what this rage is. I don't know where it's come from in, in whatever part of you, but you can like you can stay behind your line or, or you can draw a new fucking line now and we can walk through it together mm. and become somebody else. And um, it's ve- there's very few times in your life that your ego can be put in front of you that way. Mm-hmm. Especially I was, what, 33 at the time? Right. When I, when I did it, 33, 34. And so to get to that stage, been my own boss effectively my whole life and not had somebody go, fucking drop, run over there, mm. pick that fucking thing up, jump in the ocean, swim back. You know, like, it, it, it was letting go of that. Oh, God, I'm an actor, dear. I don't, I don't need this. Um, and I, the, the the growth within those few days and the bonding between the six of us was unparalleled in my life. Who else were you doing with? No, the five other members of the team, of the actors from the from the team. Was that, was that, because I saw an interview with you and Olivia Mum. Was she on it? Was she? That was season two. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine her doing No, she didn't train with us. Um, no, she so didn't it was the core, the core group on the first season. Yes, and in the second season... Um, how much of the how much of it was military? Uh, sorry, um, mental training as all well. All mental because, because physically you're done within an hour. Yeah, I was going to say because like just going oh like hey look we'll show you how broken your body can become. I get that, but it's more the understand like it's it's very hard I think for people. We we had a discussion before we yeah. start the podcast about various friends that we have in military. I know a guy from you know a sniper from the uh, SAS mm-hmm. and. I that's the that's the conversation and the training that I want to have is to go like how do you reach a point where you're comfortable un, or not comfortable necessarily but you can accept human life as or uh, humans and human lives as uh, objects and yeah. uh, obstacles and very um easily dismissive uh, dismissible entities whereas I think one of the core things of being a good actor is human empathy and being able to understand and loving yeah. the, the the humanity of everyone. That's what was difficult because, you know, your individuality is what sets you aside as an artist, as an actor. And what they're trying to do is discourage individuality and encourage looking out for your fellow man. You know, and kind of in, in the acting world, it's all, you know, it's lone survivor really, isn't it? You're kind of, you're out there trying to do your own thing and... You, know, you raise other actors up, but ultimately you've got to go into the room. You've got to earn that role. You've got to mm. do your interpretation, your synapses that come up with how you deliver those lines. Mm-hmm. And, and this was all about, how's he? The only way you, you get out of the suck is to go, Jeff, you okay, mate? Mm. How are you coping? And then to go, I'm okay. I think I've got like 10 left. Okay, great. Let's, let's push for those 10. And and then sometimes, you know, and within, within the group, like different strengths, some people could swim better. Than, like Some people could run way longer than, you know, they, they were excelling there. Some guys couldn't swim or couldn't yeah. swim very well. And then, then you've got to help them. And then, you know, you mentally, you can't lift as much as a, as a bigger guy. And he's like, look, it's okay. I'll, I'll take the strain here. And, and you find within you that you're, each one of you is valuable. You, you, you crumble without the next one. And, it was kind of fascinating and brilliant and it was a crucible experience and one of the best experiences of my life although at the time it was hell yeah that was the point right yeah I'm very thankful for it the second season was amazing they took us up into the mountains in, in British Columbia and we we summited uh, Black Tusk Mountain up there and we camped and dug uh, sleeping areas in the snow and 
Um, you ever done, high you altitude. Ever did the old Duke of Edinburgh back in the day? Did you ever do any of that shit? I missed all that. I was probably in the band having a smoke and a drink and fucking never wants to do any of that. When I was a young now man, kid, we it. did that. We camped in Ben in Glen Nevis. Get in. And then climbed to the top of uh, Ben Nevis. And we had to get down quick, actually, because if you the time we were up there, if we'd stayed up there like an extra it hour changes. or so, yeah, you, you get caught up there and then you'd, we, we would all be dead. But um, camping in the Glen... Yeah. was fucking miserable because yeah, sure. it was like gales like not gale force winds but yeah crazy fucking yeah. strong with the, the tent spent the whole night just going f- 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 flipping over us me and my mate and fucking scene bags cuddled up to each other oh yeah with no fucking shame or embarrassment no because absolutely we no freezing in yeah. all our clothes and shit yeah and um shit in it you know digging little holes to shit in did you have to do the old one piece of toilet paper? You know that trick? We had a little bit of toilet roll. Yeah. That's how the military well, do we, it. They get one to, sheet of we paper, take you it, put your we finger... We had to take it with us, I know that. You put your finger through a hole in the middle, yeah. and then you use that to wipe all the shit, and then you take the paper and you wipe it off, and that's how you just use one sheet of paper to clean your arsehole. See, the Duke so, of Edinburgh is pushing these people more I mean, than I didn't Navy do that then. I just did it for fun, that's how. Yeah, exactly. It's something you've kept with that's you. That's what I'm into. <laughs> exactly. You're like, this I can do. I fucking judge me. This, this I'm is, all right with. This, this is, is fine. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing, Jeff? This is, this is me. Look, I just, me. where's my hand sanitizer? Mate, I feel like um, there's, it's interesting that you had that experience and that's what you took away from it because I, uh, you, you just said, you know, you bring other actors up, you do that. I don't feel that from most other actors. I think, and, and the same with stand-up comedy, one of the biggest parts of... See, that's um, scary to me. Very scary to me. Well, one of the par- the biggest parts that I've struggled with uh, in this career is how... Um, how... I understand that you have to be driven and ambitious and work for yourself and make your own opportunities happen. But how many, and I'm talking like I would exp- think 95% of actors and comics are so solely focused on themselves they can't even see the worth in supporting and assisting those around them and mm-hmm. their peers and encouraging collaborative work because they think that, especially look, especially something like this, aesthetically, a couple of white geezers from England, you know, both pretty athletic, doing their thing, bit of beer, blah, blah, yep. blah, gravelly voices. Yep. In England, you do that and people go, oh, I fucking hate you because you could take a job from me yeah. or we could go out for the same role. Yeah. Whereas I've never viewed it like that. No. And um, I actually, I think I, I said to you, I sent you a little message when you first, when you know I first got the role and we did some stuff together. You know, you immediately Im- invited me to this little group chat with the yeah. other actors, which, you know, again, like the, 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 the response has been... Just so you guys know, that's what all the Call of Duty people do. We no, all, it's, it's no, been it's, very it's nice, true. but it's also, I still feel like the, you know, the response has been mildly lackluster. And, and, but the fact that you did that and I was like, oh, that was a very, a very um, telling thing about the character that you have. And I wonder if a lot of that came from or comes from the fact that you have embraced uh, a level of development of the self that goes beyond your own ego. Yes. And then also, you know, you go and do training like that. It takes a certain type of person, a certain type of man, actually. Fuck it. I'm talking very personally now. A certain type of man to not be threatened by what others can do, but to see the value in what they could bring to your life, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think there's value in taking, you know, six grown alpha males to a place and have them break and cry in front of each other and yeah. admit weakness. And I think we spend most of our lives in a falsehood of strength. Like, oh, I'm, no, I, can, I can lift as much as him or I can, I, I can run as fast as him. And yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. 
Yeah. It's like everyone's like the fastest run in the world stops at one point. He's out of breath. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's you know it, it it's it's re- it's relieving. It's 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 such a weight off to just be sure of who you are and w- worry about you and and just check in on on somebody next to you and go, are you okay? Mm. You know, it, it, it's such a, a relief, and no wonder it's what they they use within those circles to to get out of it because we're you know we're all plowing through this existence together it's just check in with someone and say you're okay mate because I, I do a lot for mental health charities and you know um suicide prevention and things like that and is that because of personal experiences or is that some, some just- personal but also just the realization of you know guys not checking in on guys as much as they need to and, yeah and, you know just saying like, like you're okay like yeah, you know, yeah. I worked with, with the I was an ambassador for the Movember charity for a few years, and you know they had a great idea of kind of getting barmen, like not not making them psychologists, but making them spot signs and just slide a little card over. You know what I mean? Because blokes will open up in a barber shop and they will open up in a bar to a barman, yeah, usually absolutely. to someone they don't absolutely. fucking know, but they won't. They won't like generally. You you know, those are my closest friends. You know, or my father. But like sometimes you just you don't get round to what you're supposed to talk to. You just, you find ways of skating around the fucking issue. But what some training like that does is you look at somebody to your right and they're fucking in tears and you're like, you're not okay, are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? You're like, no, I need help. And, and you know, just being able to like admit that to other people you barely know. Bear in mind when we did that training, we didn't know each other. Yeah. So that bravado that usually lasts fucking months, years. Like you can have a, you could have a male friend for years and you would never honestly admit your weakness in some areas that's just how male culture is to some degree mm. whereas I'm very cool to just be like I can't do that mate now are you good at that I made, no, I made well, that decision you? to change that as well a few years age ago age helps with that as well you know doesn't what, it I mean if you well, ask the 22 year old me but, uh, it might be it might be age actually maturity sure and also again being comfortable in yourself but yeah. um, I have found so I I uh, you know, sat and sort of planned out how to kill myself and had a bit of an attempt at it three years I'm ago in New York City. That's well, all right. I'm kind of glad here, it happened. Great. I fucked up. I, I got that. I got too fucked up, and then I and I passed out before I could sort of finish the job That's off. Great. And I and I woke up and you know I vomited, so I obviously you know like I was like in a pool of vomit. anyway, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But I, I started talking very openly about it at uh, maybe a year and a half ago. I've, I'm already blessed with friends because I think I have an emotional depth yes. that is not necessarily very usual in men. Yeah. Um, that, or actually in most humans, we, we hide a lot of our shit. That I've got now a, a only only fucking handsome, powerful, talented alpha men. Those are my male friends. Yeah, they're exactly. All fucking yeah. powerful. Because why not? That's, that's they're all what you're big around. fucking lads. They're strong. They're awesome. They're kicking it in the ass, and they also will go. How are you? How are you yeah. feeling? They're emotionally developed as well. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that and I'm very happy to have those. But when I open up about the suicide attempt and about my incredible depression, which is now almost like a distant memory most of the time, uh, it's amazing how what a plethora of fucking randoms and people I've known for years and people I thought I knew mm. and thought they knew me have come out of the woodwork and gone, hey, um, can I talk to you about a thing? Or, I you know, or that or- it's crazy the mm-hmm. amount, and I, and that's why I purposefully left my DMs open on social media and stuff because I'll have a kid fucking hit me up and go. I've been thinking. I had one about this today, or... this morning. I had Great. some guy um, see an old tweet I put about three Where years ago. Are? I was in this place. 
now I'm here. It was actually on my birthday. I was out with my girlfriend. I was at dinner and I put a little tweet just going, listen, life's fucking great right now. I booked this job. I'm doing this thing, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. I've got a woman who's a fucking goddess by my side. Yes. Life couldn't be better. Three years ago, I wanted to fucking kill myself and attempted it in New York City. And now I'm in this place. And if you're feeling where I was three years ago... Know that there's a future. Use me... Just use me as a, as a, as a proof that it can flip the other way even when you've reached that point where you think, right, there's no, no longer a point for me being alive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had Good a on you. yesterday. So, thank you. And I'm not doing yeah. it just as like a... Like a no, Come on, it's, guys. It's, it's not a, your boys. No, it's not a thing to do that. But, but it's, it's, it's like if you've been in a position that somebody's in and you were able to come out the flip side of that, then yeah. it's, it's a great uh, show of strength from yourself to be able to say, okay, well, I can use that experience that I had and hopefully get somebody else to come through the other side. And, yeah. You know, and th- th- it is possible. And I still think it's a very, um, a very, uh, a very um, thin on the grounds ability for a lot of men though. And I, and I'm, I'm enjoying watching, but I'm you, meeting more men who I admire, like, and feel akin talk about to. It. Yeah. Men who are developing themselves mentally, yeah. developing themselves emotionally. Yeah. We're losing too many men to it. It's bullshit. Still like, want to fucking work out and be tough and go and fucking yes, do like gun is, courses and shit like is, that. This know? is the problem. What has been associated to femininity, if you will. Yeah. Like we should be balanced. Our, our masculine and feminine should be balanced and Absolutely. we should be totally fine with it. It's not. If I it's want to not, wear a pair of heels and a nice fucking dress because you it absolutely makes my should. You're a tall guy. You probably look fantastic. Incredible. My Do legs you know what are I mean? Don't worry about it. And no one's gonna, no one's gonna judge you yeah. apart from yourself. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, I'm going out. If I'm <laughs> no, of course out, you are. I'm going out. Man. I'm going, I'm going out. I'm going out. Out. I'm going salsa dancing. Really? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't make. It doesn't weaken you. Doesn't weaken you to say I'm in a bad way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if and if male society was allowed to feel more like that, we wouldn't be losing as many men to suicide as we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something inherently in us that says I'm not allowed to tell. You know, those stupid things are like boys don't cry. You know, man up. You know, like if a, especially if a, if a if a if a woman has ever said that to me, it's like that's infuriating. Like don't say that shit to people. Like oh man up. Like no, don't say that. That's encouraging terrible things also you want me to have the emotional depth to understand and be there support you emotionally why the fuck would you not want that from me you know the rest of the time of course and as you say the more that's why I tell my girlfriend every time I cry after sex she's like you know this is a bit off I'm like babe okay I was here for you when you were upset exactly. about that, you know, death I was in the here. Family. Just let me have this now. You know, <laughs> just enjoy the tears. Exactly. <laughs> They're sexy. It's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's it's important that we, you know, I'm glad we've got onto this because it, it's an important thing. You know, we should feel like we can talk about. It. I don't know how you feel coming from the UK, the perception of mental health and the acceptance of people seeking out mental health mm. is very different to this country. You know, it's it's much more open, much more spoken about. In, people in have America. a therapist. People talk about having a therapist, going to a therapist, the benefits yeah. of, of speaking to someone. The issue with this country is the over... Um, and for, it, to, for medication as well. It's, it's, it's a very much... I've got an issue. Great, here's 12 pills. This will put you up, this will put you down, blah, 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 rather than getting to the core root of what's going on. Of often. course, no, but, I, but I, I, think, I think the idea of you can go and talk to a therapist and it not being so... Oh God, he's he's stigma. mental. Yeah, like the in the UK, that's yeah. definitely there. Or see, I always have to struggle with this. It's nearly been ten years since I've been in the UK, so I don't like generalizing saying, "Well, in the UK, it's like this." Because I don't know, it's been it's mm. been hard, over half a decade. They're not doing great right now. In the no, UK. I know. Oh, God, it's it's <laughs> interesting to see from afar. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, if you're into you know 
wavy-haired simpletons. That could be it could be a great time for you. Bingo, yeah. Allegedly, I don't know. Yeah. Um, who that might be, but um, yeah, you know, that's it's it's just something that again, you don't you don't plan to. Life puts you in there, and you you use it and and use your voice. That was something that came up about Joaquin Phoenix before. I'm glad whatever you think, whatever people think of him or or what he said on that speech at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he said that rather than oh, I'll thank my team. And, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to win the Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm glad mm-hmm. he used his huge amount of time in world space and tweetable things and clickbaity things that will be linked to it to say something that he gave a fuck about. Yeah. You know, good on you. How do you, like, do you do you like the Ricky Gervais element, which is also like, look, you're an actor, take your awards, say thank you. Ricky, Gervais, then, is, you know. Ricky Gervais is, to me, a very funny man, but also... In the fact that he's an atheist, he's as he's as atheist as a completely crazy religious person is. It's yeah. like he thinks he's completely right, and they think they're completely right, yeah. and both of them is a bit offensive to me. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's I like, get what you're saying. You know, it, it's okay. You can, and you're both entitled to your belief. Yeah, but it's there's a smugness to it. Well, I mean, he's made a career off being smug, so fair enough. I mean, Gervais is hilarious. He is very um, funny, but also, yeah, he's the kind of mate that I'd want to hang out with like once every couple of months. Exactly. Be like, is only so much? There's only so much Ricky I can say. Yeah, I, mean? I know the universe is infinitely yeah, expanding, yeah, gonna, and we might be a ripple inside it. it he's like an matter. adorable cunt, but I only want to see you once every exactly. two months. Exactly. I know you like the animals more than you like the people, but there's some nice people too. But he seems a nice guy, mate. I like him. We've gone through what a, a wonderful myriad of uh, conversations. I enjoyed that. Yeah, pleasure. we kind of, kind of covered everything. Uh, just as little reminders, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Barry Sloan. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Barry Sloan, yep. and then on Instagram it's at Barry Paul Sloan. Uh, that's S L O A N E on the end. Make sure you check him out there. Um, also, if you haven't yet, play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yep. What the fuck are you playing at? Exactly, and you get to meet me with a different voice, there a bit go. more like Jeff's. Oh yeah, we could. I, I also I put a thing. I I didn't even check. I put a little thing on Twitter. I just said, listen, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be chatting to Barry Sloan today because oh, I knew some of the fans, and I wondered if they 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 were going to suggest um, a little scenario that Ghost and Barry uh, Ghost and Price could potentially do. Um, but as someone's just called me, uh, you're a fucking moron, waste of skin. So there we go. So the- <laughs> you're a fucking moron, waste of skin. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Sorry about that, Simon. How are you doing mentally at the moment? You okay? I'm doing all right, Price. I've got to be honest. All this murdering and these assassinations, this starts yeah. to get me down a little bit. Well, that happens to the best of us. Have you tried meditation? Um, he says here wait wait he says here are we going to get another scene where Simon Riley dies from General Shepard I don't know that's games away if it ever does happen who fucking knows um, anyway yeah that'll do that'll do I'm not going to read out any of those because some of them are a little bit rude I, I called out a streamer recently for I using did, the I, you know what and I'm not without getting into it because it was a big thing I think you were bang on correct in what you were saying Thank and you. anyone who's got an issue with what you're saying is probably a bit of a prick yeah yeah I, I think I, I think it's uh, responsible I'm, I'm responsible with someone who loves the world of gaming it uh, has progressively and don't get me wrong there's very personal reasons yep. for this I'm dating a woman of colour yep. I am already facing the reality that I'm like I love this woman I'm going to have children with her and my kids she's got more melanin in her skin doesn't make any fucking difference but my her, kids really? are going to they're going to get racist shit when they go to school that's going to happen there's right. gonna, they're going to be the victims of institutionalised racism and uh, maybe it's just some of those things have made it even more important for me to speak out against that shit but also I fucking hate logging on to play multiplayer and turning on lobby chat. And it doesn't happen every time because I 
still believe truly that 90% of gamers are good fucking yeah. people. Some of the best friends I've made in the world have because I've randomly played with Play them in a lobby. With. They've made me laugh. We've switched, you know, yeah. details. They join my Discord. And then suddenly, two years in, they're my, one yeah. of my best mates. Yeah. Um, there's great fucking people in the world of gaming and what upsets me is I put myself in the shoes of going if I was a little black kid and I log on to play some Call of Duty Modern Warfare or PUBG or some Fortnite in fact it's mostly fucking Fortnite players of course because it's a dog shit game by the way anyway uh, I'll throw it out there unless you want to give me a voice acting wrong I prefer Call of Duty myself (laughs) I love Fortnite no no I don't like Fortnite I think it's not a great game but if you um if you're a little, imagine I just put myself in the shoes of that kid. I'm a little kid. I fucking love gaming. I log on to a lobby, and the yep. first thing I have to hear is some 17 or 27 yep. or God forbid a fucking 47 year old guy. Who or you girl. look up to in some degree, and you hear it normalizes it too, which is even worse. Normalizing that fucking word and saying dropping racist slurs. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you're a fucking idiot if you do. And uh, I feel stand by that. I think um, that's fair. I tell you, who's not an idiot. Barry Sloan. Thank you. BAFTA nominated. Um, when are we going to find out? When's the when when do we find out? When's April the award show? Second, not that I've checked, but April second. April second is when the actual the award show is going to be. So you're going to be Correct. down there in a nice suit and booty. Correct. And yeah, a nice... it might be an old London town. What are you going to? Is it in London? It happens, it right? Oh, it okay. Because yeah. I thought they do a BAFTA. I'll do um, some. I'll do some things around Piccadilly. I'll snipe around things. It'd be kind of funny. mate. I mean, are you going to dress up? Are you going to grow the mutton chops out as well for the? Uh... I'll do my best. Yeah, that could be a nice little nice little, little, little touch if you want to be just that. I mean, nothing. Just the mutton chops. Nice mutton chops and have a cigar. Uh, uh, you better have. In fact, I'm going to get you a nice cigar that there you have in your pocket. So if you win, if it, I win, I have the cigar. Fair you have to spot him. Well, you're not pricey. He's very proud of this. Yes. Um, so yeah, so April second, and is, is there? A, uh, do people get to vote on? I that? don't. I honestly don't know how it works. I think because it's BAFTA. I think the it's all done in You've you got to be in BAFTA. I'm a BAFTA member. Vote for me then, Jeff. Yeah, so I will vote for you. So if you're a BAFTA member and you're watching this, I've got a few friends who are, and make sure they get to vote as well. And if we find out that there is a fan vote or there is an opportunity for people to vote, yep. we will retweet the fuck out of that and make That's sure we fantastic. do that. Um, so yeah, make sure you check them out. At Barry Sloan on, Insta- on Twitter, at Barry Paul Sloan on Instagram. Give him a follow. Follow this wonderful man's career. Thank you for coming and talking to me. Pleasure. Thank you very much as well to Dan Lloyd, the savage $50 patron. If well, you are Dan. not yet supporting the podcast, please do so patreon.com slash savage snowflake you can do as little as one dollar a month and there's various perks on for the different tiers and also thank you very much to cb deeper if you want to check out these wonderful vape cartridges they are completely natural 100 from organic sun-grown hemp from oregon check them out no vitamin-y no heavy metals no pesticides use code savage for 10 percent off every order cbdeeper.com that's it i'm done i'm playing the outro music and i'm saying thank you once again to mr Barry paul Slap. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye.